Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. In this week's episode, we will discuss education reform on mission. Hello, everyone. This is Danielle Washington coming to you live from Ms. Buffy Williams' office. <laughs> Just sitting around thinking about life and trying to become better people tonight, so check us out. Welcome back. You're on the air with Buffy Williams, and you have been listening to the New Heights Show on Education. We have been discussing the show's purpose on mission. Good evening, this is your host Buffy Williams and you're listening to the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education. Tonight's topic is STEM Education Part 2. On last week, we took a look at the K-12 resource teaching tolerance. Tonight, we take a deeper look into STEM education. Join in the conversation with us. Call us at 917 948-7542 or drop your comments in the chat or tag us on social media using the hashtag NHEG or post your comments on Twitter at Buffy underscore Awaken or on Spreaker, Instagram, or YouTube. Remember my fellow New Heights host Erica Hansen show airs on Thursdays at 2 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. For those who don't know what STEM stands for, and that's S-T-E-M, it stands for the Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. And it also includes computer science. And on our previous part one episode, we talked about how science, technology, engineering, and math and computer science is on the rise globally and how it's essential for students to um, gain extra knowledge in these particular disciplines collectively. And also 
how the federal government is making a push that no matter where a child lives, that they should still have access to quality learning. And our resource tonight is ed.gov. And you all know that I utilize that resource quite frequently because it's one where parents can gain information that is you know, all the information on the show is free to the public. I just simply share the information with you because I feel like they are valuable resources for us to be able to use. But on that website um, at ed.gov, they have so much information. And so when you're talking, when we're talking about STEM education and STEM literacy, they also have information on just charting the course for success as it relates to America and our strategy um, in STEM education and STEM education within the K through 12 area. They also have, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the show, a STEM education strategic plan. And I kind of want to go through um, some of the information that they share in that because we know that we're trying to get students to be more interested in robotics and things like that. And I know that even within maybe the 4-H area that they also offer um, STEM education. And so there's this big push for promoting science, um, technology, engineering, and math, and of course, computer science uh, with a that focus on um, computer science. But STEM is kind of the centerpiece of Secretary DeVos's comprehensive education plan. And so the STEM priority across the the Department of Education is to promote um, students' achievement in these particular areas so that we can globally compete and and foster um, this educational excellence so that students have equal access. And so um, the U.S. Department of Education has advanced President Trump's administration's push for STEM investment and STEM priorities. And by doing that, they announced um, all of these funding sources um, where um, it supports the science, technology, math, uh, and engineering area, and also computer science. And so as a part of that funding, they also offer funding opportunities where they have this early phase of education, innovation, and research grant um, that was um, the competition was this year, and the actual deadline for applying for that was the 18th of August of this year. And so they had a peer review um, for that uh, correction. The due date was September the 10th. And the deadline for peer review, and for those of you who don't know what that is, is once the government decides this is going to be the parameters of what the proposal is, what it's going to look like, they put it out for comment for those who are interested to kind of read through it and see what things need to be tweaked. And then after the peer review, it's revised and then it's put out for competition. And so the proposal was put out for competition and the applications were actually due September the 10th. And so with that, they also have another funding source. They have the new out of school 
um, time and career path grant opportunity that provides a pathway. Um, and this program is open to state educational agencies that have developed partnerships to provide students with expanded options um, to participate in career pathways that directly um, outside of regular school hours that directly relate to the science, um, technology, engineering and math areas. And so this is uh, this also includes rural schools. And so um, that's another funding source that is eligible for people to apply for to kind of promote STEM education within the K through 12 area. They also have the new rural um, tech challenges to advance technology education a grant that is available for rural high schools uh, and local educational agencies um, to promote technology education programs with uh, a competency-based distance learning approach. And so with us push, with this push for STEM education, you know that there's got to be a, a space component, right? So they also have a space mission challenge for high school students. Um, and this is building on the administration-wide commitment to expanding students' interest in, in this science, technology, and math area. Uh, and this is by the U.S. Department of Education. And it's a national challenge to ex inspire students to build technical skills um, for careers in space and technology and also um, prototypes or satellites and space research. And so hopefully it will garner more support um, from schools and, and this is one that also has a virtual component to it. It has virtual um, information that can be shared. And so those are some of the funding sources that are available uh, if you're interested in anything that relates to grants um, that can support STEM and STEM education, but they also have some that are in other areas that you may want to actually look at and they have other programs that actually target STEM education and STEM research um, and also um, support effective ways of supporting um, educators in developing certain grants uh, and partnerships within that particular area. And so we will take a break, but when we come back um, from the break, I mentioned at the top of the segment that we were going to talk about the actual strategic plan that they have for STEM education and, and charting a course for success um, for STEM. Um, and this is uh, a 48 page document. So it's not, it's not too lengthy, but it is, um, it does give um, some clear guidelines on what the, White House and the federal government is looking to do and their committee is looking to do um, as far as their five-year strategic plan for STEM education. And it's, it's based on, you know, where they feel like America uh, will have, you know, this lifelong quality access to um, STEM education within the U.S. so that we could be a global leader and also 
um, have a diverse evidence-based practice as far as STEM is concerned. And so these activities and investments are just their way of trying to chart that path and chart that goal towards the U.S. being a leading technology place. And so they have, uh, of course, you know, all the members of the team that are involved with it. But we'll talk more about it after the break. And I hope that you join us after the break. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each, or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Welcome back. This is your host, Buffy Williams, and you're listening to the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education. And tonight's topic is STEM Education Part 2. And we before the break, we were discussing the strategic plan for the U.S. as it relates to STEM education and the Department of Education. And in the strategic plan, um, they have their vision for the STEM education in America, as well as the state of what the current state of STEM education is in America and their strategy for reaching certain milestones or certain goals within the next five years in America and trying to build a strong foundation of STEM literacy, uh, increasing diversity in equity and inclusion within the STEM fields, and also preparing a STEM workforce for our future. And so the administration um, is laying a foundation and a plan for Pathways to Success um, as far as fostering STEM education and ecosystems um, within the United Communities and globally and, and looking at partnerships as far as the educators and employers are concerned and having a blended successful practice, you know, across the landscape of learning for, for students and also advancing innovative entrepreneurship in education as it relates to the STEM fields and building, you know, conceptual literacy as it relates to um, promoting digital literacy and cyber safety, which is, uh, of course, a big concern for um, this technology boom and this technology age and expanding that digital platform for teachers and the student learner. They also want to incorporate, you know, transparency and accountability by using evidence-based practices across the STEM community, um, of course, and also providing a report um, on participation rates uh, of underserved or underrepresented groups within their strategic plan and also a strategy for the national collaboration and 
outlining, you know, who are the stakeholders um, that they're going to reach out to and just using that plan to make sure that all their goals are achievable. And so the character of STEM education itself um, has been involved with, you know, overlapping disciplines throughout this time. And they want to begin this at an early age um, in elementary school and secondary school and getting students interested in robotics and just trying to remove their barriers so that they can participate in STEM careers and have a clear vision for where they want to go. And so in building that strong foundation for literacy, they're trying to ensure that Americans have the opportunity to kind of master the basics of the STEM concept. And I know that when I think, uh, I think it was when um, maybe my senior year, there was this big push for uh, a bigger push, I will say, for um, science and the math technology area within my particular school. And it may have even been sooner than that. But I know that a lot of schools have started to use these coding classes or things that relate to coding to try to get students at a much younger age interested in STEM education. And so they have STEM camps um, that students can participate in throughout the summer. And those are things that if parents, if you're a homeschooler or even if you're in public school education and you want to try to get your child involved, I know that there were camps um, as early as, I don't know, or as late as um, in the past few years that relate to forensic science and coding and robotics and things like that, that you can involve your child with over the summer months to kind of keep them engaged. And I know a lot of students now do a lot of things virtually, and especially during this time of COVID-19, there will be a lot of things that will be different because, you know, participating in project-based learning like science fairs and robotics clubs and inventions and gaming workshops um, or cyber workshops, they're going to be limited because students will have that barrier of the COVID-19. And so I'm not quite sure how they're going to re-engage that. But, you know, this is rapidly evolving within the workplace Um you know, having a STEM literate population. So if if we try to increase and empower our students to take advantage of um, these things within the school system or in the summer months, then it could very well um, lead to a generation that is STEM based. But we will still need the um, soft skills. (laughs) I will say we'll still need soft skills, but they do have particular goals and objectives that they want to reach within the strategic plan. And it, it lays it out and which department of the federal government will actually be responsible for providing those things. Um, and how, um, they're going to promote digital literacy and cyber safety. And so 
um, if you are at all interested in where the U.S. is going as far as STEM education, this is a great place to start with the vision for, you know, STEM education in America and looking at global innovation and how America um, is going to tackle um, this new era of STEM education and what we've done for the past 25 years to kind of get us to this point. And so, you know, the current state of STEM education um, is um, we have been, you know, innovative and we've had high tech and digital and, you know, we've been connected to the world. But um, of course, like anyone, we have competitors, you know, China, India uh, are fast growing um, as far as the technology age is concerned. And some may even say that they've surpassed us in some ways. Um, but I am not a scholar on that part, <laughs> but I, I do know what the research says. So um, this is an area where definitely we want to grow our STEM graduates as far as um, our STEM careers are concerned. And we have some stiff competition. And so in the next five years, we're definitely going to see a robust um push, I would say, by our government to try to make this STEM um, education a bit stronger and make our foundation of STEM literacy stronger and definitely increase the diversity within that field of STEM education and hopefully um, develop some strategic partners um, where we can build this um, conceptual, this, this concept we have of this great um, STEM education and, and remaining number one or remaining on top and just keeping our goals focused on what the framework is that the, the United States has for STEM education um, because it teaches, um, you know, problem solving skills that uh, are are different from maybe what they've had in the past, but these are things that students can easily um, gravitate towards if they have gained an interest in it early on. It's, it's just so much easier for them to be able to do once they um, start off at an early age with that. And we talked a little bit about how math education kind of ties into that and the way that they actually learn the math concepts, which can actually make that transition for them a little bit easier and put them in a position um, to kind of, you know, um, I guess, enjoy the STEM education and the STEM education curriculum um, more. And so our tonight's topic is our pathways to success as far as STEM education is concerned and where the U.S. is going to um, go from here and definitely including our HBCUs in this effort as well. And not um, forgetting uh, about the HBCUs as we tie into the diversity and inclusion piece and increasing that component as well. So that is a part of their platform and we're hoping 
um, that they can make that possible. And the other component is, you know, increasing work-based learning and training um, through employers and employer partnerships. Um, so this work-based learning um, where students from elementary school uh, visit workplaces and in secondary school um, do pre-apprenticeships um, to trades and, um, and actually do research and definitely for undergrads having internships and then for the grad students to just better prepare them to transition into whatever workforce area that they have and then coordinating those strategies um, throughout the grade levels. And so in fostering those partnerships, of course, it, you know, there's this broader participation in STEM education as it relates to, we're talking about K through 12, but it goes on through the computer science curriculum and also providing, you know, professional development and teachers. So if you're teaching these things that, that automatically tells you that you're going to actually need also teachers um, that can teach the actual coursework. So there's going to be a push there too. So there's another area in which um, we can look at that framework. And so we're hoping (laughs) that we are going to be successful in this STEM area. And they also... want to um, increase um, the research and they have this Naval Research Laboratory partnership with um, certain colleges um, once students get to that point and just increasing those internships uh, and apprenticeships that they have at these particular um, jobs. And so they have a pretty detailed plan and I'm hoping that um, you know, like with anything, I'm big on strategic plans. You need to know where you're going or at least try to uh, chart a pathway to where you want to go in life and try to prioritize and support the programs and partnerships that you have that are going to drive you towards your goal. And just making sure that it's connecting with the people, the tools and the training Uh, across the spectrum and across the field so that, you know, everyone um, can be challenged, but definitely we can all be winners in the end. Um, And then remembering that we have to look out for our, our country altogether. And so when we're thinking about strengthening career and technology, uh, technological education, and we're looking at, you know, STEM fields um, on a broader spectrum, um, whether they're going into um, an apprenticeship or internship or if they're planning on attending the HBCU to enrich enrich their learning um, at a HBCU or at a non-HBCU school, we need to keep in mind that we have pre-K through 12 schools, but we also have families that have to be involved with this. And also we have these um, educators that everybody has to work in a partnership together in order to make this a success. And so we want to make sure that we support these programs and we support our children if they're trying to go into these fields 
and also hopefully tap them into all of these other resources like uh, grants that they could potentially get within a particular field and also get them to explore um, the broader sense of what a, a career in STEM education could be and actually what they how they could benefit from going into that actual career area. And so I'm your host, Buffy Williams, and you have been listening to the New Heights show on education. And tonight's topic was STEM education. And I hope that you gain some greater insight into the U.S.'s strategic plan for STEM education. And I hope that you join us next week. We hope that you join us next week. That's our time, and you have been listening to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm your host, Buffy Williams. If you like what you've heard, search for us on your smart speaker and listen to us anytime. Thank you for listening. Good night. Until we meet again next Tuesday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as we discuss next week's topic. Enjoy expanded content from the New Heights Education Group hosts on Blog Talk, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Watch No Learning. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. One Day University. We feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com.